Yeah, I, I can't soften this in any way. <laughs> Sorry, because it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's heartbreaking to it say, is. and especially because we desire to see marriages grow and change and thrive and become healthy and secure. And and there really truly is, we have to just admit that there are some yeah. that, that won't, yeah. and that's heartbreaking. And and it's like we should be able to do something or yeah. help in some way, and sometimes there just isn't that. And I don't like saying that either. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and in, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how can I fix my marriage when my spouse doesn't want to? Yep. That's the one. Alrighty. Weirdest podcast we've done yet. <laughs> You're going to be hearing the uh, automatic doors opening and closing all through this episode, but here we go. Okay, this is going to be a weird podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You can have your glasses back. I can, oh, thanks. I can see now. You can see now. Where are we at the moment, darling? Oh, we're at the airport. And we're waiting to do what? Uh, we're waiting to pick our son up from yep. the airport. He's coming in to join us because tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock, we get in the car and we start going where? To Seattle to do an Alaska cruise to celebrate as a family our 30th anniversary. Our 30th anniversary. So we're just picking up one of the last kiddos here. Um, so that we can all four kids and your parents yeah. and eight of us total are going to go on this cruise together. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so we're here a few minutes early and I said, let's just crank it a podcast episode with yeah. no recording equipment or anything. We're just going to use the recording app on the phone. Modern technology you have in your pockets. So here's the question. Okay. And this is probably one of the biggest questions I wrestle with insecure marriage across the board. It mm-hmm. is a theme that I, I have con- constantly struggled with. Okay. okay. How can I fix my marriage when my spouse doesn't want to? Oh, yeah. So think about it like this. If you want to get in shape, if you want to you know, lose some pounds, you can go do a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. You can hire a coach. You can do the exercises. You can change your food. And you can reap the benefits right. of all that hard work. Right. And the more hard work you do, the more benefits you get. Right. Uh, you can do that with financial investing. You can mm-hmm. do that with a lot of things. Right. Relationships are the one unique thing that I can work as hard as I can at making the marriage as good as possible. Right. But if my spouse doesn't want to, if my spouse hasn't put the work in, if they are resistant or... Not even just resistant, but, but maybe just, just clueless. They don't mm-hmm. know how. They don't have the self-awareness. There could be a lot of other issues. And they just don't want to work on the relationship. All the hard work is for nothing. It doesn't get you what you actually desperately want right. because it is dependent upon another human being. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't get you the marriage that you want. Right. Yeah. And that is, that is an incredibly hard reality that I think... Not a lot of people talk about. Right. A lot of people will sell, again, the just do uh, magic steps one, two, and three, and you can live happily ever after. Right. Or the opposite happens. And this is what I really struggle with as well, which is if you're not happy in your marriage, then trade in the spouse that is driving you crazy, upgrade to a better model, and then you can have the relationship you want. And I don't, I don't buy no, that model as absolutely well. Absolutely not, because because you haven't actually done anything. You're just taking 
whatever baggage that you had in the first marriage and you're taking that into the next marriage and then oftentimes into the one following that. And um, you don't actually get what you're looking for, maybe temporarily, but it's only temporary. Temporarily. And so um, that's a terrible, terrible idea. You're also treating a human being, your spouse, uh, transactionally. Your, your whole, whole purpose is just to make me happy. Right. And if you don't make me happy, then what am I going to do? I'm going to trade you in. Trade you in. That's for not something. how it works. No, no, not at all. You know, it's really fun as we're what? kind of doing a little break here. I always wonder what people think as they when walk they by us. listening to, to yes, us and we're doing exactly. this podcast. We do get some funny looks every once in a we while. We do. <laughs> it's we do. kind of interesting. Now, all that to say, um, I still think that even though you might have a spouse that isn't willing, doesn't want to, doesn't see the value in working on the marriage, I still think that it's valuable as an individual to do everything you can to make your marriage a great marriage because most of that is focused on um, yourself. Right. And be, and you becoming a better person. So whether... Hold, please. So as you as you do things to to help make your marriage better, because two people play a part in a marriage, not yeah. just one or the other. Both yeah. of you do. So as you're doing things that to help make your marriage better, you're actually doing things to improve your own self and work yeah. on your own self, and. Uh, if your spouse isn't doing anything, you're still going to have, you're still going to be better off because you are becoming a better individual. The other thing that we talk about all the time is oftentimes as we start to do things to become better, to make our marriage better, um, our spouses notice and, and it's, they, they start to do things. It just is kind of like this magnet that happens. Yep. We talk about um, it's when we make changes, it's an invitation to our spouse to, to make changes as well or to yeah. grow in areas. And, but it's just, just like this magnet effect yeah. where as you are doing things differently, your spouse goes, ooh. And, and they just start doing those things too. It doesn't always happen that way, but oftentimes... That's the effect. When, like, when you start to, to do things differently or lovingly or kindly or respond to me differently, I notice myself following suit. Right. And that's what that magnet effect that I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And all of those are very, very true. And that's why we keep doing what we're doing. Right. What we do. What we do. That's <laughs> bad grammar. Again, we say it all the time. The healthiest people tend to have the healthiest relationships. Right. What do we say all the time? All these people keep walking by interrupting us. <laughs> That's what you do to them. <laughs> Come on, TSA. <laughs> healthiest people tend to have the healthiest relationships. Right. There is a small subset of individuals that... I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it bluntly. Okay. And, and, and then I'll soften the blow. Okay, that might be... <laughs> the tactic we have to take and again it's always nice if I don't like it I can edit it out but um, there are some people who ignored a lot of red flags when they were dating someone yes and actually decided to marry someone who was 
unhealthy and has no desire to ever become healthy. healthy. Yes. And because they ignored those red flags, or again, there is even a smaller subset where they got lied to. They just right. flat out got played. There is that reality. We, we're not going to put it all Gloss on them. It, no. But there is some personal responsibility sure. in this. But where there are just some people who are transactional in their relational style. Right. And if you have married someone who is purely transactional, they will only do good things for you if you do good things for them. That it's always balancing the scales. It is always uh, fairsies. It is always conditional love. Right. And that's how they operate in their entire life. Um, then that kind of person really has no desire to right. change, to work on the relationship, to do the things that are necessary for a relationship to be healthy. Right. And you are a solo person, a sole person in the relationship who's trying to make something that requires two people mm-hmm. and it will never work. Yeah. And I hate to say that because I, both from a personal uh, approach to life, I, I, I like to be an optimist and I like to say uh, most things can be fixed, mm-hmm. but also even from a faith perspective of, I don't want people just to, you know, ignore vows they've taken. I don't right. want people to um, go through marriages uh like it's a consumer product yes. and you can just, when you're tired of it, you can upgrade to the next model and the, the, the one with all the bells and whistles on. Right. That's not how human beings are supposed to be treated because no. that's not how we are treated. Right. Um, but there is that reality that there are just some people who should never be married. Ooh, I'm, not, I'm surprised I even said that. Wow. Hold on a second. I'm going to breathe for a second on that one. There are some people who should have never gotten married. Because they lack all of the skills, all of the ability, and all of the desire to have healthy marriages. Right. And I feel really bad for the, for the spouses of those individuals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can't soften this in any way. <laughs> Sorry. Because it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's heartbreaking to it say. Is. And especially because we desire to see marriages grow and change and thrive and become healthy and secure. And, and there really truly is, we have to just admit that there's some yeah. that, that won't. Yeah. And that's heartbreaking. And, and it's like we should be able to do something or yeah. help in some way. And sometimes there just isn't that. No, and I don't no. like saying that either. And I feel bad for the individuals who find themselves in that kind of relationship. There's actually yeah. one layer even worse than that, believe it or not. And that's the person who has no desire to change, no desire to improve the relationship, no capacity to get better in that. But they constantly promise that they'll start going to work on oh, the marriage. Yeah. That, yes, I'm going to get better. Yes, we can go to counseling. Yes, we'll look through the tools. Yes, yes, yes. But then when it comes to actually doing it, their it actions in. never follow through. Right. And they give false hope. They lead oh, people on yeah. in a manipulative and... I would even argue the uh, abusive sort of way. Yeah, that false hope. Oh my yeah. gosh. And it is unkind. Um, I tell my clients all the time, I tell anyone I can talk to, you always make decisions based upon people's actions, not just their words. They've just arrived. So Perfect. they'll be at the gate in a few minutes. Okay. So why are we having this conversation today? Why are we talking about this? For me... 
I just wanted to, again, kind of put it out there and go, as I am constantly thinking about how do we help people have better relationships, I am trying to actually save everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I want a 100% perfect record that I can save every marriage out there. And the reality is, is I can't. And, I, and that, that dichotomy, that, that conflict I feel internally, if I don't say it out loud, if I don't do something with it, then I will continue to kind of waste time, energy, and effort trying to save everybody because not everybody can be saved. Not every not marriage. Everybody, and not every marriage wants to be saved. And not every marriage wants to be saved. I'm also saying this out loud because I think there are a lot of people who listen to this who have been feeling something like this, but they have never had permission or courage to say these things out loud to themselves. Right. That maybe they are actually married to someone who never will work on making the marriage better. Yeah. Who will never invest on doing the hard work that makes the relationship better and it requires both people to be able to have a healthy relationship. Right. And maybe this will be the opportunity for them to start asking the hard questions, to make the hard decisions, to have productive conversations right. with their spouse. Right. So they don't waste another 10, 15 years with false hope right. or uh, discouragement or being manipulated in some way or, yeah. or, or another. And it's, it's kind of the dark side of relationships. Yeah. And, and Again, I wish I could save them all, but this is the reality of, of anybody, any relationship out yeah, there. Yeah, it is. And so I thought while we're standing here in the airport, while we're waiting, while we're trying to figure out, you know, waiting for our son to come in. On this gloomy kind of day, let's yep. uh, talk about a little bit heavier of a subject. Exactly. Like, but anyway, <sighs> our son's flight has arrived, so we're going to go out to the gate and we're going to try to meet him. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wait, I got to record the...